Yeah, ready? Yeah, the recorders are on and all that yeah, stuff. Okay, fine. Um, okay, when we last left our heroes, we're all married, happily ensconced in the uh, in, in, in marital bliss. And um, we, uh, when we last discussed it, we talked about the man's obligations to the wife and the wife's obligations to the husband, and that's a good, healthy way of going about life in general. That <coughs> what do I owe them? As somebody who I know, I think he was describing when, when will Mashiach come, uh, put it this way, um, he said, most people, most of the time, get up and they think their first thought in the morning is, hmm, how can I, what can I take today? What can I, how can I use people for my own purposes? And um, Mashiach will come, not when we, when we get up, we think, hmm, what can I give today? How can I, how can I help the world? How can I be other-directed for a change? Marriage is a, marriage is the... Um, test two for that for that exact process. We're, we're, we're supposed to learn how to give. The Gemara um, Vamos tells us answers one of our questions from yesterday that we that we asked about how is a man supposed to relate to his wife. And notice how Chazal, as if to support the uh, the claim that we made yesterday, Revolvi's argument that the. 100% of the responsibility for Shalom Bais is on the shoulders of the husband, not the wife. We assume she'll follow, but if he's not doing it, nobody's going to. For just a little bit, YY, hold the thought. Just, just for a second, let me just get these ideas out. Um, so, so he has obligations towards her, and Chazal definitely focus on him. Assuming the, the wife will come around. She'll, she'll be giving, she'll do all the things she's supposed to do uh, when you do your job. Go ahead. Which, where was the where I was Oh, the Gemara that I'm about to quote is Yuvamos on Samach Beis Amud Beis, and very worth looking up. The Gemara says, Ohava Kagufo, what is an husband's obligation to his wife? He has to love her like his own body, like his own self. Um, and he has to honor her more than himself, more than his own body. This isn't too distracting for the normal thing to close Okay, come on in. Come on in and sit down. Shalom. 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 Michael, sit down. Nicely done. Okay. We're talking about a man's obligation to his wife. And yesterday, some of you weren't here. Yesterday, we talked about it's 100% of your obligation. You're going to have a good marriage. That's your job. We assume the the wife is going to come around, but you have to work hard. Oava kagufo umachavdi yosemigul. You have to love her like yourself and honor her more than yourself. Let's define. What does it mean to love her like yourself? A. Because I'll say, l'redes l'sof machshavasa. This is really hard. You have to go down into the end of her thinking. But then we talked about. I'm going to elaborate a little today too. What is her thinking? Her thinking sometimes strikes us is not thinking, is not what normal rational people do and say. We gave examples. We gave examples of such things. And so the women's mode of thought process is often very, very different uh, than, than the male mode of thought process. Um, often in a logical argument, and there are obvious exceptions to the rule. I'm playing on stereotypes, but a country created male and female very different. Often in a straight out argument between the two of them, the man will, don't do it, don't answer. The man will, um, it would have been the one, we're trapping you. The, uh, the man usually, good, good call, Eli, I like that. Uh, stuck as you are back there. The um, I just lost my thought. The uh, are you really saying a good argument? So honestly, men often can win an argument if it's straight logic, and and often one finds. I mean, I've given this to married men, young married men. And often when I'll say this point, there'll be a resounding head nod thing going on in the, in the room. And yeah, right, right, those arguments are nuts, right? But, and I mentioned this yesterday, a lot of the time, the reason for that is women are much more emotionally centered, as a rule, and I'm stereotyping, there are exceptions to this, but still, they're more emotionally centered, so that's why a lot of the time you have to see beyond her immediate words, she's telling you something in code, she's telling you something otherwise, and don't take her literal words at face value. So you have to go down into the soul, to the end of her thinking, and figure out, I hear what she's saying, but what does she mean? 
what is my wife really thinking? What does she feel? What is she? What is going on up there with her? And a lot of the time, it's gonna it's gonna be mystifying. You won't figure it out. Get get prepared to be frustrated with this. Can you give an example? Well, I did yesterday. This always comes up, and I'm gonna repeat it because it's just it's really good. Is you know you'll you'll come home and you'll say uh, you know hi honey how are how are the kids? And she'll say I can't believe you'd be that insensitive. And she'll run into a room crying. I didn't say this yesterday. That was the setup. But that's a classic male-female kind of a scenario. That's a that's it. That's a classic kind of case. And what she's what she may not be able to articulate because she doesn't realize herself being somebody who's often very emotionally centered but not always connecting those emotions with what's really going on is what she's saying is it's not really what you think it. Like, I, oh, that's not here. Let's put it over here. Fine, fine. The, uh, it's not necessarily what she's saying. She's upset at you, probably because you don't pay attention to her, probably because you neglect her. She doesn't know how to, how to manifest that. And somehow you're playing as if everything's okay. She's trying to tell you everything's not okay. Don't give me that act, she's trying to tell you, for example. And so you have to somehow read beyond. You know, most men are clueless. They say, what are you wrong? You know, she's, she's messed up, that woman, right? And so he'll take it personally and get all huffy, and then he'll say exactly the wrong thing, and then he'll just spiral out of control. A, a person who's got, Chazal have a great expression, Chacham Enoch Barosho, a guy who's smart, his eyes are in his head, he's, he's thinking, he's thinking, he's got a certain amount of wisdom. He says, okay, what just happened here? This is not what it appears. I'm obviously not doing something right. So he lets things <coughs> calm down. He lets things simmer down. In a calmer moment, he approaches, he might say, I probably did something really wrong, but you're going to have to help me on this one. I'm clueless right now. Please help me understand how I'm being insensitive. I'm sure I'm at fault. Take it on himself, but help me, guide me towards that. Um, you know, as you, you know, this is a learning process. Maybe, is the chair easier for you? Is the chair easier for you in your present state? <laughs> Michael, do you mind? Great. No, you got it there. Right there. That's your chair. So my right There's a bench right behind next to our arm there. That's a good seat for you. Or you want to grab a chair? Go grab a chair. Right there. A lot of traffic here. Okay, we'll have to get over there. It's true. It's true. We should panel if, if you're five minutes late, don't come in. I know, seriously. But then they, have, they can't get out. The, um, anything on those machines in the back row there? Anything I, I'd be interested in? Oh, it, looks like so, it looks so much more interesting than what I'm doing. The, um, Searching up the facts. Oh, we're good. We're good. Thank Fact you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. So, so like that. Like that. He, he anticipates. You know, you hopefully get better with, 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 with age, with wisdom. And you start to get to know not just women in general, but your wife in particular. And you see there's a pattern of behavior, right, that, that accumulates over, over, over time. And you, you start to figure out, you know, oh, you know, this is, this is, I know my wife, you know, let's say, you know, I know my wife under certain circumstances. I know right now is a very stressful period. So you'll, you'll maybe even sometimes, you know, they use an expression walking on eggshells. It's usually a, a negative expression, but sometimes it's correct. Sometimes you need to walk on eggshells. Sometimes, you know, I, I mentioned before a woman when she's menstruating sometimes can, can have a really difficult time of it and be much more prone to, towards emotional outbursts. Be sensitive. Pay attention to details. Women, women's lives are very much focused. You're not distracted by everything. Like I'm, I'm, I'm hundred distracted. <sighs> okay. Sorry. No, no, it's okay. This room. This is door. I know. I know. Now we're here. Yeah. The gonna walk in. I know. Seriously. You're right. You're right. He is. This is, this is the time too. Yeah, they're coming yet. I'm just all staring at the door until he comes in and watch it really get it's good, if, it's, good, it, it's good if we're ADD because it means like everything is you know, fragmented and disjointed. Um, <laughs> okay. Just leave it. You don't have to watch. Just leave it. Stop by the doors. Everyone just leave the doors. Don't go out. Everyone stay in. Women's lives are very much in the, in the here and now, in the details. You know, listen. I mean, uh, I was like, <laughs> the, traditional, the traditional role of women, if she is taking care of the baby and she is doing the housework, and we, we listed all the things that she has to do, she said grind and do laundry and make beds and all the and all that kind of stuff. That's because I'll lay out for her. So she's doing all that stuff. A lot of it is thankless work. No? 
I mentioned yesterday, the baby does not exactly look up and say, thanks so much, Mom. That diaper was really uncomfortable. Just don't. <laughs> so, so if that's what she's doing, pay attention, acknowledge what she does, and don't do it in generic, superlative, you're the best wife. Because she, she, one thing that women have, the reason why they're smarter than us is they're given what's called Bina Yaseira. They have, they have incredible intuition. I mentioned this before. Intuition is that ability for your mom to know your mood without you saying one word. Right? That happens every time, sometimes. Oh, right? Yeah. She, can, she can pierce right to the... She knows when you're flattering her, when you're just trying to patronize her. You're just trying to say the easy, easy, generic thing. But if you say, if you, say um, you, make, you make a comment, you say something like, um, you know, acknowledge, for example, you know, you, I, it's, it's amazing. I get to reach into my drawer and pull out fresh, uh, clean clothes every day. And I realize how frustrating it must be because think about this in laundry. Women's job is... Women's job is laundry... You will never get an A-plus in laundry. You can never get ahead of yourself. In laundry, you are always behind. Because at least the stuff you're wearing on your back is dirty. Right? You will never succeed. Think about it, right? So think about, talk, about, talk about thankless work. And that's just the top. That's just the tip of it. There's so much that she does that she, she, she labors her way. And she goes, and it's day in, day out. It's 30, you know, 30, 40, 50 years old. She's still doing the same kind of chores and tasks. Uh, there are exceptions to this rule. You can get a maid, I guess, too. But uh, that's yeah. why you have the means for such things. And, and you have to notice the details. That's what it means. All of a you would like you would like somebody to give you very pointed, concrete feedback of what you're doing well. Let's say you're setting a certain area, and somebody comes over and tells you, "Oh, well, I see you're a very meticulous person. You're somebody who's who's very careful, and you, you care what you do, right?" And they give you they give you that kind of feedback. Um, so that's helpful. You can do something with that. You should give concrete feedback to your wife too. Um, um, what she wears, and I, I told you, but one of the, one of my, one, no, no, I'll just sit. Bring 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 I'm squished there, bring it The, um, this is our last class. I'm going to try to get a lot in today. I have some, I have some interesting things. Uh, so stay, stay with me. So she, you're, you're trying to love her as much as you love yourself. You should notice what she wears. I, I told you that I give this class partly because I'm not very good at a lot of these things. And it's good Hazara, good muster for myself. I know, I know. Oh, I'm worse than you. I'm worse than you. She can walk in with a brand new dress and she'll you know, wait for me to notice. And I'll say, hey, what's going on? Totally beyond me. Oh, I just don't I, 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 told, I told you how I choose my tie in the Some men are okay at this. Most men, most of us are lousy at this, no? So you should know that she's she's she really is dressing for you. She'd like to remain attractive for you. Remember that it's it's not the same, it's not mutual. Women are supposed to be attractive to their husbands. And so she's going to make efforts in that department. If you don't acknowledge them, who should who she, well, you know, there's another guy across the street she can get credit from too. You don't want him going over there and get compliments from him. This is these are some of the definitions. What you here's a common denominator. Show her that she is constantly on your mind, even when she's not. Um, whatever, in any way, any way, show her that you care about it. Show her that you think about it, and, and, and in the details. Um, and that's really hard because for most men, most of us wind up taking our most men, most people take people for granted, and most men don't notice and care, especially when it's familiar day in day out. Here's it's my wife, of course, she's great and everything, but he moves on to other things. He gets he gets consumed with his Torah, with his career, with whatever's going on in his life, and he tends not to be so preoccupied. And as far as you can show her that you really are preoccupied, and what do you do if you're really genuinely not thinking about her? So I'll, I'll quote Woody Allen on the topic. Woody Allen says it's very important in life for a person to be sincere, and if you can't be genuinely sincere, fake it. Right, but the truth is, the truth is, the truth is, is as as the as the chinuch says, "Achareha puulot nimshachim aluvavot." Anybody know that? It's one of the most famous lines in life. "Achareha puulot nimshachim aluvavot." I'll translate it. Maybe the translation is more familiar. After the actions, the heart follows. If you do the right thing, even if it's fake, later on you eventually catch up with that. Does it make sense to you? 
there's a world famous piece. He develops it by the Shmirus Etzim on Pesach. You can't break, you can't break the bone of a, of the Korban Pesach. And he's this fantastic piece where he elaborates that just do the right thing. Keep the mitzvahs. By keeping the mitzvahs, everything will follow. Your emotional life will catch up. Your spiritual life will catch up. You'll start to understand the mitzvahs. Judaism is experiential. If you do it. The, the ideas behind it will come later on. So if you force yourself counterintuitively, you train yourself to just pay attention to her, eventually you'll start paying attention to her naturally. Mary. Oh my God, when you said you start towards the end of Jesus, you uh, make your, your body do it, you make your body act quickly. Right, you, you force you start, it. You start thinking, you start thinking that way, and then it's like a circle. It's a circle, and, and just like the Itahara works in cycles too, and when we don't make proactive efforts to be good, the Yitzhahar takes over and we're lousy and we sleep in and we're lazy and we do all terrible things, right? Because that's the default mode is the Yitzhahar. So to be good, to have your Yitzhahar take over, you have to do things that are that are artificial. They're not natural to you. Do it anyway. Do the right thing. That's Ova Kagufo. Lover like yourself. What does it mean? Mechado Yosem Practical halachas. Um, you have to... Um, this is this basic Gemara. It's brought down the Shulchan Aruch. Um, you have to buy her nice things. Before every regal, count them. Pesach, Shavuos, Sukkot. A husband is obligated to buy his wife a dress, but not necessarily a dress. Anything that will get her simplicity onto the post can bring down. If that means buying a new, something that she can cook with, then great. That's wonderful. Get her something. Anything that will make her happy, that will give her simplicity onto um, a piece of jewelry, you have an obligation. If you get an extra bonus in your paycheck, good luck. Uh, right, if you get a bonus in your paycheck, the first you, your first thought is, what can I get for my wife? Not what can I get for myself? Not can I go get an extra piece of pizza for dessert? Or, or you know, but I can, I can go. I can get what, what can I get for my wife? That's technically your t- your Sarah Google. You have to honor her more than yourself. In this wonderful book that we have in our library, but a really new book that uh, our school put out called Hashkafik uh, and Halachic Contemporary Shilas. So Repentance former older Rusa Reviner, Rav Yosef Viner says he has a wonderful piece on Simchas Yantiv, and he quotes he quotes an illustration. And some of us. I, I definitely count myself among those who are really backwards and, 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 and lousy getting his wife uh, the right yantiv present. And certain wives, you know, uh, you know, he'll give her the present that he's like thought about and took counsel over and saved for, and finally he goes and gets it, and she'll open it and she'll start, she'll she'll say she'll go crying to the neighbor. I can't believe you to buy me this gift. So so in one instance, a husband really well intending, um, he buys a gift for his wife. He buys her. Anti-aging cream. I wish somebody would buy me anti-aging cream. She cried for a week before she spoke to him again. What do you What you say? No, no, no. I'm good. I, I, this was free when I picked him. I knew something was going to come when I when I opened it up this way. Get the tape recorders over there, folks. Come. When you buy Dalabinin, Lula and Esro, video is there any video? When when you buy your Dalabinim rule of an Esrog, so many people go to a rug to inspect the, the Esrog rule to make sure it's at the right level of cautious that, that's appropriate for you. And um, he brought the story, a certain person brought to a rug, an Abrech, a person living in Kolo, on a limited budget, and uh, he brought to a rug a beautiful, beautiful Esrog. And he was like waiting for the rug to say, like, wow, you know, Mubadah, this is like the nicest he's ever seen. He looks at it and he says, it's not for me. But where, where does that mean? Show me a black dot, show me some sort of galactical, show me some sort of uh, imperfection in the size, turn on the lights, turn on the scared of the dark. Ah! <laughs> so, yeah, that's good. That's Brave party! Somebody just leaned on the light, that's why it happened. That's all that back happened. there, there you it's go. A, it's a basic concept. Thank you. Um, that long? So, he said to the Rav, please explain to me, I, I'm pretty, you know, I know the laws of the Dalamina people, what's wrong with this? There's nothing at all wrong with this. But it's not for you. How much did this escrow cost you? Oh, when you were to pay for it. He told him the price. It was a very expensive price. He says, buy a cheaper escrow and buy your wife a nicer present for So he says that the person is obligated to buy his wife nice things 
specifically around Yontem? Specifically, the, the major mitzvah is for, is for Yontem. Yontem is, again, Pesach, Shavuos, Sukkot. You have an obligation to do it. The post can discuss it. Can you, let's say you're hopeless like me, right, and you cannot get the right gift, you can, if she's okay with this, she can shop for herself, and you obviously give her some kind of, you know, you appro- approval to get what she wants within reason, not not beyond your means ever. Um, but but you, she can do it on your, on, on, but you know it's nicer if you can get it for her. If you can, if you have any discretion, you could also use it as an excuse to go out for a date and go shopping with her for her, and she'll buy something. It's a nice opportunity. Nice opportunity. It's honestly, does any think about that? Is that anything that any sane man ever would think to do for himself? You would never come. Come, sweetheart. Let's go shopping for you. That does not sound like a, a most men's idea of a good night out. I take myself a sounds like spending right? money. <laughs> right? right? But that's that's this is what I said yesterday. What is it? This is I quoted Revolbi. I quoted Revolbi who says a man has to realize if he wants to build his marriage. Do you realize the ramifications of this? Can I can I connect the dots for us? Recognize he says, do you realize you're Obligation. You have a hundred percent obligation to make sure you have shalom bias. That's the man's job. Your obligation, looking at the marriage, you're going to carry the yoke of your life. What is the burden of your of your of your life? Ashish Nura, your wife, is your burden, and if you you you're supposed to embrace it lovingly. You're supposed to embrace that job lovingly. If you approach it this way, do you realize the long-term ramifications? You're doing something which might strike you as kind of petty and maybe a waste of time, taking your wife out to go shopping. Do you realize you'll have harmony in the house? I'm saying this after just hearing about another friend, a local, local couple that I know who's getting divorced, his marriages crumble. Um, so uh, you are ensuring the, the, the stability of your home, the healthy raising of your children, their children. Do you realize how many ramifications, generation, generation, your descendants, you're impacting when you take your wife out? So it's not just, a, have some vision, folks. It's not just about what you're doing in the here and now. You're, you're impacting huge, and, and of course, your own personal happiness, which is almost almost, almost uh, incidental to all this, but you'll be much happier if you do this. It requires a lot of self-sacrifice. It requires a lot of thought and proactiveness and going against your selfish nature. That's what Torah is. Um, many of the Gedolim stand when their wives walk in the room, beautiful thing to behold. They have tremendous kavod. You should see the. You should read the book, a wonderful book for all kinds of reasons. The biography of uh, Rebetzin Kanievsky, the the kavod with which she treats him, the way he treated her. It's the right model for us. Yeah, what do you have? And trying to show that, you know, and, and honestly, uh, in one story, there's, there's Nevin Solomon, Nevin Solomon stands for his wife. So, you know, he has students, and they have students, and they see this. And uh, when Rav Ari Levine, when his wife was unwell, they went to the hospital, and he said, Our feet hurt. Because that was the way it was, as far as he was concerned. Her feet, if her feet hurt, that was his feet, as far as, as, far as he thought about it. Wait, so when he stands up for her, she was standing up. Yeah, it's 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 not a halacha. This is a midas chasidus. I was wondering maybe it is a halacha because it's a concept of an ashes chaver. Yeah, American chaver, wife of a talmud chacham is like a talmud chacham. So maybe you stand there for his wife because she's a talmud. She's a wife of a talmud. You're fine, that. I think my children when they want a bracha, one day to get past talmud chacham. Okay. No. <laughs> um, there are more. There are more things. Here's some practical halacha. You may never reveal her secrets. Okay. Basic halacha. Men blow this all the time. She tells you secrets. It stays between you. Um, you may never betray her loyalty. Um, when if your family attacks her and there are constant understandable in-law tensions. We read one such dynamic yesterday, one, one real-life story. i got another one for you today uh, of, of, of conflicts. Your loyalties to your wife before your parents. You defend her. And she, defend, and she defends you to her wife. What's that? No, no. You defend your wife to your parents. No, you defend your, you know, it's husband to wife, too. You give the speeches in seminars also. I know, I should, right? Uh, I have, I have. I feel like they're totally different. Uh, they are different. It, it sounds very different by the women. 
Because they're not the same. It's not mutual. I've been mentioning that, making that point. I feel like when you give them, it's like five minutes. Yeah, right? There's much more natural. They're into this. They hear all this, they say, of course. But many of the states, what are you talking about? Yeah. But Rabbi, when you said uh, defending your wife versus parent, that's halacha, right? Yeah, that's halacha. That is halacha. There, you, you, you can tell your friends. To, what, was the thing, what was the thing I corrected? Let's make sure it's clear for everybody. What was the thing that, I, that you said? Is this really? And I said, no, it's not the halacha. But what was the oh, um, having the engagement is what positive. Right. Well, the idea of having engagement was good advice. It's not. It's not. It's not mandatory. But you know, do well if you if you try to speed along. Once you're engaged, don't draw out that process. It's not happening. That, that, that not, not generally doesn't end well. Um, we talked about this. This is another one that's really hard. It takes a lot of proactive effort on your part. Is listen to your wife, and it's exactly what we don't do. Because men recede into their what what what's going on back there? Anything I should know? Okay, too distracting. The men, men have a pattern. Men like to retire into their den. Uh, they have these new contraptions. They call them smartphones, where now we don't even have to have a den. We can just like be in a room with other people and not be with them. We're antisocial by nature. Women are social by nature. And so here's a classic dynamic. And this is, I mean, this is human psychology and it's marital therapy 101, where he comes home after a stress day. She has a stress day. Life is stressful, no? A lot of problems in the world, right? So you have uh, whatever you have. And, and he walks home, and what does he want? He wants her standing there with a martini, right? He wants her, you know, to... to, to and, then, and then he honestly wants to have a little bit of peace and quiet, right? So he wants to have peace and quiet. She, meanwhile, has been waiting for her husband to come home. She needs to talk. She needs an adult figure. She's been changing diapers all day. She wants somebody who's going to respond to her sympathetically, paying attention to the details of her hard work. So she goes over to him. The classic diet, the classic, classic tension in marriage. She goes over, she wants to talk. And so she starts talking. Does she ever talk? Remember the ten barrels of, uh, of, of conversation not even went to the women. So I'll say that. So she starts talking, and the man's being a little bit aloof, and he's trying to figure, okay, how long am I going to sustain this conversation before I can get out of here already and you know do my thing privately? So he's kind of receding. How do how do they, he's perceiving her as a as as a heritin, as a as a nudnik, as a as nudge. You get away from me, lady. You're a hover. You're a smother mother. You know, I don't know. Get away from me already. Smother mother. She. You know, yeah. Uh, right. So she, meanwhile, is perceiving him as he's aloof. He he doesn't care. He's standoffish. And they're both right. They're both fulfilling their you know male female destinies, as it were. Right. And and you know it, this is this is the way of most marriages like this. You know, like she's following after him, and he's trying to escape from her. Okay, that's 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 the mode. So why do I say all this? This is what you have to look forward to. And then you think, ah, right? What am I doing, right? But then I'll tell you, I'm doing you a favor, I think, because if and when it happens, and it almost certainly will happen, you'll catch yourself in the act, and you'll say, oh, I'm doing the male thing, and then you have a much better chance of overcoming it. And honestly, she won't be at your back. She will learn if you give her the time of day. If you listen to her, remember the, remember the quote I gave you yesterday? Listen to her with the intensity with which most people speak. You want to ask me about myself, man, I'm the, I'll tell you everything about myself and, 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 and bore you to death. Because people love talking about themselves. But to like listen to the other guy, we talked about that in the car coming in about listening. Most people don't listen. It's true. 100%. Listen. How do you prove that you've really listened? By giving, repeating back. Repeating back, and then a week later, no, a week later, remember one of the details that she told you from a week ago. She knows when you've done that, and you've done that, you make a conscious effort to do that, to remember the details that she tells you about, she she knows. You've proved it. You really care. And and the caring is in the details. That's, that's, that's a mental notes. I wouldn't take out a notebook at the time. <laughs> what was that again? Uh, go ahead. I know, but you, you, haven't, you haven't spoken yet today. Uh, um, that, uh, yeah. Let's say you stop and you catch her. You're like doing the male thing, right? You stop and you catch her and you're doing the male thing. <laughs> I know, it's not exactly what he did. He said, let's say. So, is it possible that you'll be like, oh yeah, now she moves you? Because, like, in your brain, you're like, really, I want to. I know, but don't be petty. Don't be petty. You know what she'll do? If you really pay attention, and then you also, in a nice, calm moment, tell her how much you really love to be with her. You also, just as a human being, sometimes really value your own private time. And that's something that's important to you. If you can convey that to her, 
she'll come to respect you and she'll say, you know, he needs a space. I'll leave him alone. Even though I really want to talk to him, I don't want to hold his hand all night long, I, re- I recognize my husband has his own needs and I can leave him alone. She'll be much more willing to give to you when you're giving to her. It's one of those, you know, tennis match things, one of those reciprocal things that happens. Merrick? Well, I was just going to ask, how do you fix this dilemma? Like most dilemmas, you become, you, you, the dilemmas never go away. You become self aware and you become proficient in dealing with it. And you catch yourself in the act and you say, oh, there I go again. So the only solution is to actually make your conversation. To the point that it's not even an issue anymore. Like you said before, things become things are not natural until they become natural. You force yourself, you fake it, you you, you fake the sincerity until the sincerity is real. Why would I go What's that? I can't. Why would I go for her? She'll realize that. Oh, maybe he doesn't. It could happen that way. Good luck. Don't count on it. Um. The Mishnah says, "Al sicha ma'isha." I told you about this Mishnah and me. No, I don't think I ever had. I don't think I told this at all this year. I, when, I, I used to be not from, not from in any way, um, and I spent a year at Hebrew University. I studied in my junior grad from Berkeley, and I decided I was an open mind in California, so I would be. Uh, they said, "You want to come and learn in a Beit Midrash program? You learn some Torah." I said, "Sure." I'll learn some Torah. What do I know about Torah? I know nothing. Uh, and and I, got a, I got a Chavrusa who is a well-intending idiot um, who came and learned with me. He was. He was. He said, let's learn Perky Yeah, let's learn Perky I'm this liberal from Berkeley. You have to try hard to be liberal in Berkeley because they're automatically liberal there. And, um, and we're learning and he opens up the missions at the end of the first Perky Yavas. Everyone know what I'm talking about? Don't speak too much to women. Oh, yeah. So here I'm going with all my liberal sensibilities and I'm learning this and I, I, I said, well, What's that? And he said, you know, women, kind of like ditzy, right? I'm not so smart there, right? The women. <laughs> oh, so I said, that's smart. That was the, actually, that was the end of my learning. I'm from despite that encounter. Anyway, anyway, he says, don't speak too much to women. And he says, to your own wife, the Homer, the other women are out there. Don't speak too much. And that needs to be understood. What is, what is going on with that Mishnah? That's talking about Sichas Sichas Ghulim. Idle, stupid chatter. The kind of stuff that honestly characterizes most male-female conversation outside of marriage, maybe call it flirtation. Stupid, you know, he's trying to posture, she's flirting with him, that kind of stuff. That has no real place in Jewish life. But to have conversations, chazal, to have have deep, meaningful dialogue with them, we know, for example, famously, Rabbi Kiva Eger, the Hale Amidafa. You want to see a picture of Rabbi Kiva Eger? You ever see a picture of Rabbi Kiva Eger? Perfect, bro, perfect he is looks just like him too. He is right here on the pages of your Gemara. On the stop sign. I mean, the, the here we go. This is Rabbi Eger. This is profile. Okay. He wrote the Gilion of Shas on the, on the daf of the Gemara. Uh, this is much better than any per- any any picture, right? This, this is the essence of the man. This is Torah. Anyway, Rabbi Kiva Eger, one of the Gdolim of Europe in the uh, 18th, 19th century, and he was known for steiging with his wife in Chavrusa halfway into the night. They would sit up and with their thumbs out, they would go into big thumbs out. Not exactly thumbs out, right? But, but I mean, it was, they would sit, and she was brilliant. She was brilliant, and that was the nature of their relationship. Everybody's different. Not every wife is capable of such things, but but they should have deep conversation with her for sure. You should talk about. Stupid. Stupidities? No. Go ahead, Mary. You mean you think you're No, women no longer Gemara. But everything else. Ashkafa, halacha, all the things that are relevant. Learning with women? Learning with your wife. I'm not going to learn with a woman. That's another, that's another shear. Not for now. Learning with your wife is subjective. You have to figure out what works. Um, learning, let's say there's some wonderful books out there on Shalom Bais. That's a nice thing, especially in your first years as you're making all your mistakes and figuring things out for yourself that you would learn it in Chavrusa like a good Muslim Seder where, you know, stuff is going to come up in the books and it'll give you a natural opening to say, hey, Remember when you're pretty lousy 
nasty at this, or better, wow. hey, I'm probably pretty bad at this, aren't I? And then it'll give a natural opening to really negotiate and figure out what you, what can you do. It's so much cheaper than the marital therapy. <laughs> it's like the cost of a saver. Right, right. I mean, I told you before, those of you who are here for the first time today, I, I, you know, part of the reason I'm doing this is to front load you with all with as much wisdom as I'm just because if there's any wisdom that I've imparted, this is the seventh of our sessions together, the last of our sessions together. If you got anything out of it, was go learn more. I'm just starting. I'm just starting the topic. You should be learning, and this is this should be this is the most significant relationship of your life. You should invest yourself in. You should know it, and you'll have a good life. By doing so, anything no pain, no gain. You gotta, you gotta invest yourself in the important things in life. Um, how do you go down into her machshava and your line of thinking when her thinking is so different? So let, let's let's very brief survey of some of the primary differences between men, men and women. One thing, though, that people do this all the time. It's a classic mistake in marriage and in life. Is people assume the other one's going to change. I'll marry them and then they'll see my way and they'll come around. Be fine. Be fine. I'll change them. Right? <laughs> they even call it, the, in therapy terms, they call it rescue fantasy. I'm going to rescue them. I'll save them, that poor, backward, wayward soul. I'll save them from hell. Pity that marriage, right? That's not, that's usually not. Don't expect you're going to change them. You may be pleasantly surprised, but don't count on it. Generally speaking, most people, this is true in life, it's the sad truth of, of human nature, most people are very fairly set in their ways and they don't change. And in marriage, it's worse. They're certainly not going to change for you. Probably, because there's too much at stake in marriage. So don't assume that. It's one of the reasons why you try to choose as best you can in Shinnah stage, as be, as, you know, with, with, with the most uh, wisdom the most that you can. Um, don't assume that she's going to change. Generally, in the, in, the, in the area of ma- when I have clients, I, mean, I have one really obnoxious couple who came to me a couple of years ago. I'm, I'm, I'm a therapist. Um, and when they came to me, it, it was evident within about five minutes of the first session that they weren't coming for therapy. What were they coming for? They were on the verge of divorce, and their role was to show, she was showing that he was a wicked wife-abusing tyrant. He was trying to prove to me that she was a crazy woman, right? And they were both right about the, about the other one. They were absolutely apparently right, and I said, I'm not a judge. I'm not, I don't work this way. You want me for therapy? Therapy works like this. You're coming motivated to changing yourself. Not the other one, but yourself. You want to change yourself? Then I have lots of tools. I have lots of things I can give you. You don't care about changing yourself. You just want to change the other one. Therapy don't work. I can, I can recommend some good lawyers, though. Um, but I can't, help, I can't help you with therapy. Um, I'm also a lawyer. A man, Hazal, described him as a bardas. We, our center of gravity is here. We tend to function more cerebral. <laughs> That's why the arguments tend to go. We're more rationally focused. That's how men go. He divides, subdivides. It makes him competitive. It makes He likes process of elimination. He likes abstract theoretical processes like good Gemara, Sugya. That's why men, one of the reasons men learn Gemara. A woman is described as a basbina. She has a different area of brilliance. doesn't mean that one is better or worse. It just means they work differently. She's Her mode of thinking, she coalesces, harmonizes. It's what, uh, When you see this, let's say, in corporate management, or let's say in political statesmanship. You see, yeah, women don't like to lead in a domineering way. They like to hear everybody's opinion on the subject. Wow. You find that. You find that often in the, in, the, in the boardroom. That's how women lead. Men, it's, it's you know, it's conquer turf. I'm the boss now, right? Men make war. Women don't make war. Go find the wars. Go find the number of wars in all of human history that are waged by women. They're the overwhelming exception. Men, that's how they we, con- we divide and conquer. One sec. Wait, is it possible for you to listen to your wife sing? You don't know you're not supposed to listen to women sing. But what about your wife? Leash on your wife. Oh, oh, um, the, you don't listen to your wife sing when she's in need of. But really? otherwise, otherwise, givaldic. By all means. What? When your wife is menstruating or she's in that period, she's, she's in need. She's in need of. There's an issue of kolisha. Kolisha, and there are a couple leniencies, but that's that's that that, that is the issue of kolisha. Otherwise, she can sing. I mean, again, if there's other men over, then that's a problem. But that's that's the issue of kolisha. Yeah. Uh, I just want to ask you the same. Somebody told me that um, it's special to be with your wife on Shabbos. For sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Sure, Shabbos Kodesh. Again, with the right intention, it's the time you can get close to Kodesh Baruch. Absolutely true. Let me let me continue. I'm in the middle of a thought, and I don't want to lose I don't want to lose the momentum. Let me say this, and then you ask me your questions. So again, they're you're already getting a picture. Wow, they just they're just like this. They just don't work in the same way, right? Um, women lead by consensus. They like to see the whole picture. They have more generally more difficulty um, abstracting the parts. Um,
women seem, men complain that their wives don't think rationally. Women complain that all men are jerks, and they are. They are, from women's perspectives. Women are generally sensitive, other-directed. They just are. They, they care in a way that men generally don't. So from their perception, we in our selfish bulldozer kind of style have a way of, has a, have a way of being a really nasty to them. Um, women are notoriously, not always, but generally late, more so than men. Rav Willig, in giving this talk, uh, he has a great piece of advice. He's, he advises men, because not always, but often men are waiting for their wives. They're, they're expected at some event, and they're going out. And she says, five minutes, and five minutes turns to ten minutes, turns to a half hour. He suggests that you develop a seder, designated specifically, let's say you're finishing, you're, you're, you're learning, you're learning mission. That time that you're waiting for your wife is itself a seder. Not a time you have, but that time you have a pocket Mishnah, you're learning that, you will finish Shas. Space, women want to share. Uh, men need appreciation, women want to please. Men, men shut down easily, women lose self worth easily. Men are annoyed when they're interrupted, when they're interrupted but women think that men don't care. Uh, men need solutions, women like to process. Ooh, that's a really big one. You asked Isaac before, that's a big one, right? She'll dump whatever she's dumping on him because life is hard, right? So she'll go into whatever her issues are, and his immediate logical response is why don't you just, you know, sew the buttons, or whatever he says, right? That's his solution, and it's so reasonable. And she's perturbed. She never listens to me. All he cares about is quick solutions. She wants to process. She wants to hear, oh, it's so hard. She doesn't care about your solutions. She doesn't care about, she, she wants the process. She wants to hear what she thinks in your voice. Different motive, different motive. what do you do? Men, men are blunt. Women like mind reading. Well, if you don't know, I'm not going to tell you what I want for my birthday. Well, that's, you know, lose lose. <laughs> There's no way this is going to end well. Men like everything compact to be carried around in a wallet. Women like, I mean, obviously the exception is, women like big purses where they can go and let's make a deal. Well, I got one of those. You know, everything. And her, and her, and her, and her pocket, you know, is, is, and her bank account is, is, in, is, in, her, is in her pocket. Um, here's a general rule of thumb. If you get nothing else from me, at least get this little tip. Um, it's in life in general, and specifically your wife, you're never allowed to ever get angry. You can never raise your voice, period. Okay. You do that. You've come, you've come very, very far in marriages. No anger. Anger is trait. It's a bodhisattva. That's what the Gemara in, in, in Shabbos teaches us. Uh, Rebbe Lazar Benazar. Uh, Rebbe Lazar Benazar. We just, we just did this, right? Right in history. Um, anger is one of the midos. Ordinarily, we, we try for a moderate, the moderate between two extreme midos. Anger is one of the two midos that you can have nothing to do with, with up there with arrogance, right? And with one's wife, which is honestly most prevalent, it's really easy to get infuriated. It's very easy to get infuriated with your wife, um, and you have to control it. And what if you're at the breaking point and she presses all your buttons because one of the things that you always find out about marriage is that you get to know each other better than anybody else and she knows exactly how to get you. She knows exactly your sensitive spots and she'll push them. She'll push them. So sometimes to get you, she's annoyed with you. I don't know. She doesn't always do it. Yeah. I'm preparing for the worst so that the best scenario is you're going to be pleasantly surprised when you get when you get married. You'll say, ah, Blightweiss was wrong after all. Good. But if it happens, you won't be totally shocked either. Okay? Um, if you get to that bursting point, what you need to do is say, I can't talk right now. I need a timeout. Because if I talk right now, I'm going to say something I'm going to regret. That's a reasonable statement. We're human beings. You're allowed to say, I can't do this now. This is not productive. Let's resume this at a calm moment. By the way, she might have to, or you might have to say that on her behalf too. She may not be clear thinking enough. Well, let's say that. But you can never raise your voice. You can never get angry. Um, women feel pain more acutely than men. 
They cry very easily. The pain is very raw for them. Recognize that. If you bring your wife to tears, your punishment in Olam Haba is grave. Anything you do that brings your wife to tears, you are going to answer for that. It's counted as one of the worst kinds of transgressions. Right? If you manage, if you maintain Shalom Bayis, if she's contented, if you if your wife feels satisfied by you and, and loved and appreciated and all, all of this, then you have a huge portion of Olam What's the source that... Zilusa de Isha Koshim in the Gavra. It's the Gemara. I don't have my source here, but it is the Gemara in... I think it's Yavamos, but I think it's recorded in a couple places, and I don't know for sure. It's easily referenced. Um, one offhand sharp wisecrack from you can reduce her to putty. You can destroy her, because you know her weak spots too. And men with their sharpness, I mean, in one of the couples that I worked with, he was um, he was not quite a cobra, but close. Remember the cobra? Yeah. Yes. Uh, he was not quite the cobra, but he was very, very close to it. And um, a brute of a guy who was brilliant and funny in cruel ways, you know, funny people who are cruelly funny, right? And he could cut down his wife. All it took, with him, it, was, it was, wasn't even a comment, it was just a facial expression. And she, she would just, she would just... Uh, reduced to a pile of, of nothing. She was. She has to feel. Conversely, she is a queen in her home. She is appreciated. Uh, again, what we said before: if she has that emotional stability, if she feels really loved by her husband, the mitzvah of own has effectively been fulfilled. The physical is just the reflection of the emotional, spiritual peace being in place. Yes, Arya. Say that she fully deserves it. Like she's actually a raging lunatic, and you kind of don't marry her. her. Is exactly what she deserves. That she deserves what? To be cut down to ashes because she's raging lunatic. But she's your wife. Now, if she really deserves that, you probably should be moving towards divorce. You probably, but if you're not going to get divorced, right. you're going to have to reconcile yourself to your reality and get. I mean, this is the classic story. I'm going to I'm going to really summarize it. But you know, he, she's a heretic and he's a victim, and he goes to the rebbe. The rebbe's advice is buy her presents, and he says, buy her presents. She's going to you know chew them up and spit them out. Why should I buy her presents? He says, buy her presents. Buy her flowers erev Shabbos, and he buys her flower, flowers erev Shabbos. She takes the flowers and she goes like this. Young. Right? Wow. She does, right there. Solid. Right? And he buys her flowers the next year of Shabbos and she takes them and she puts them in water. And she buys her flower the next year of Shabbos and she starts to soften them. And it, it, he opens up a petah. He opens up something. And, and they start to have a relationship. I don't say they live happily ever after, but there's something that moves there. When you give, when you're other than that, you can change the world. That's, that's, and you can change your marriage, certainly. If that's not the case, if there's a situation, the, the Gemara I, ref, I, I recommended that you learn before you get married in the Darim that I gave you the reference yesterday. If you don't, and, you're, and there's intimacy between the husband and the wife, the intimacy is the worst insult to the woman. It's foul to her. She feels offended because of it, because the, the, the emotional piece isn't there. So what is this physicality? What is this? Is this a joke? I have to do this right now? <clears throat> um, the fact that we're so different actually is good for us. It means we're complementary. We we bring out. There are men who dry up emotionally. In the macho world that we're living in, we're all we're all we're not expected to show any emotional outpouring. That's that's unhealthy. Men should have an emotional life, and women sometimes help teach us how to do that. Right? And, and 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 you know, men, men have what to offer women as well. It's 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 a good deal all around. Us. Um, the Bible says, even if Arya's scenario is true, she is a witch. She's a shrew. The, the, the basic attitude in marriages is you owe, and this is um, Rabbi Chia teaches us about this in Yavamos. Rabbi Chia teaches us in Yavamos. He owes her ultimate hakarasatov, gratitude to this woman for two things only. I'm quoting the Gemara. Right? Enough that she, that she um, raises our children in Torah. One. Two. And save us from sin. Because a man has, has a natural outlet for his stuff, right, for his pent-up aggression and all the rest of that, he's, he's, he's able to, 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 to have a wife, right? So because of that, that's all. And if she's anything more, it's, 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 just, an, it's just a bonus. It's an extra. Right? If she's a nice conversationalist, you're lucked out. But don't expect it. No, let's say she doesn't, she doesn't raise your kids to be proud. Okay, don't know. Then you can't even um, say that. You know, we, we talked about this too. You know, you want to choose somebody who will raise your kids to be from, which means part one, part two. You know, look around at the kids. What what, what do you want your kids to look like? Well, then that's going to look like what your wife wants to look like. And while you're at that process right now, what should you look like then? 
right? Who, who are you going to be? We talked about this. Remember the question the guy asked me, and he says, you know, and I said, I don't know if your ideal girl is going to marry you, because you're not the ideal guy based on what you described for her. If you have a wife that goes off to Dara, is that like a uh, reasonable reason to divorce? Absolutely. <laughs> it, it, in fact, not only not only is it a reason, not only is it a reason to divorce, sometimes it's necessary if she's off the Dara to the point that you can't have relations with her. And relations means marriage. You can't be in a marriage without intimacy. And therefore, she's not going to the mikvah or you can't trust her check. And you, she's not trusting it. She's in need of. So it's disqualifying. You can't stay remain married. The other way is not necessarily true. <coughs> You know, she's, you know, the husband's generally not in the kitchen, so kashrus is not an issue. It's up to her. Tashrus uh, is up to her. I mean, the foundation of the marriage is in her hands. If the husband goes out the door, it's plausible to stay married, even though it's impossible and difficult, but you can do it. If the wife goes out the door, I don't see how it's feasible. And if there's children, right? Well, try, to, try, to, try to resolve this one before that point. But sometimes there are. <laughs> yeah, divorce is tragic. Divorce is tragic. Why do you go off the derf too? Would that be your fault because you got kind of I don't know. It's a Kutch Barkle's business. I don't, I don't make such calls. You know. That's why I'm giving this class now. Not that this is a safeguard. Not that there's anything guaranteed. There's no guarantee. But you could, you could go in considerably less naive than most people in the world to this very, very important institution. Um, the hardest year in your life is your Shana Rishon. First year of marriage is the hardest year in your life. Um, again... You'll write me after you get married, and you'll say, you are wrong, Blyweiss, right? You got it all backwards. We're having the best year of our life, and I'll be delighted. Right. Pleasure. Great, great to hear. Um, you're the exception to the rule. You're the exception to the rule. Shana Rishona is hard because you're a selfish jerk right now, even if you're a nice guy, but, like, you know, behind closed doors, you really live for yourself. And so you're just getting started. It's not, you know, they have this delusion of the honeymoon. And you go, you know, you have a great old time. It, it, it's all that honeymoon. What do we do? What's the Jewish answer to honeymoon? We have Sheva Brochos. What happens? You get inundated with relatives and family and friends and all the, all the yeah, Sheva Brochos. And, you know, after they get home for the honeymoon, they've had now, they've, had, they've maxed out their life. They've now seen the best and it's all downhill from there. Whereas from the Sheva Brochos, like, oh, phew, that's over. Now it's all uphill from here. Right? So it's all, it's all, it's all uh, that's a joke. But the, but, but the truth is, 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 is um, we recognize, and you know what's really healthy about the Torah approach? And I'm not just the one saying this. You'll see as you study Torah and you'll see a lot of these sources, Chazal are teaching this too. We go into marriage so much more grounded and realistic and, and healthier and saner. We have no inflated expectations. We have no illusions that this is going to happily ever after. No. Now's the time that we're working towards happily ever after. 10 years, 20 years, 50 years down the line. But the first year, we're just we're making lots of mistakes. And what's, it, what's then in the modern world <coughs> exacerbated is because we're all brainwashed by the love stories and all the rest of that. The first year is supposed to be the best year of your life, and when it most of the time is not, people are profoundly disillusioned. What have I done? What mistake? What cosmic mistake have I made? My life is over. That's a terrible attitude. But in the Torah world, we're like, no, no, you just kind of, of course it's hard. Of course it's difficult. There's miscommunication. You don't even know this person. She doesn't know you. You don't even know how to give to her adequately. You don't have to listen to her. You don't know how to communicate with her. Good, it'll get better. Um, I uh, I went over I, early on when I was starting to come from I was invited by a couple that were questionable religiosity I realized afterwards uh, for a Shabbos meal and I went for a Shabbos meal and it was painful because they were just at each other like the barbs and it was you know kind of like a joke you know everybody can take a joke and it was you know in theory oh, we're just joking around but the jokes often Freud said this jokes really reflect a certain truth and they hated each other. It was evident. In the, in, in the barbs and the cut downs and all the rest that they were they were dishing back and forth. It was painful to watch. And then at the at the at the meal um, he explained the following. He said he and his buddies went on a hike and they were all recently married and they were trying to figure out the following riddle. Why is it that in the first year of marriage all men get fat? That was their that was their that was the discussion that came up all kinds of ideas. Some people said, Oh, the food's better, you're finally eating well, and all the theories, right? What are that? Stress. Stress, all that kind of stuff. So 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 he said he came up with the shot, he had shot and everything that his shot was right. What was the reason all men to get fat in the first year of marriage? Depression. I just said that. You said it. Right. I said depression. No, depression. Fine. That's what that was his shot. She's sitting right there. Right? He's, he, that's, uh, and I wanted to crawl under the table. Uh, it was painful to watch. Anyway, they got divorced within the year. <laughs> I mean, it's not very funny. <laughs> <laughs>
When in doubt, it doesn't mean you're being a doormat or a wimp. When in doubt, the key is Shara. Maybe this is obvious, but let's say for the record, right? Compromise, give in, let her have her way. What do you care? Men are so egotistical. What you gotta win every argument? Just lose. Let her, let her. No, just let her, let her, let her do, let her do what's right. Um, you know what is? What is? Here's a definition. I think it's a good working definition. What is Shara? What is compromise? Compromise is a solution that neither party is happy with and both can live with. Yeah, yeah, but but you can live with it. You can live with it. Um, uh, real Shaila, they brought the Revolti, the Ali Shore, they brought him the Shaila. He wanted to get up and daven every morning, and she was supportive. It's good, spiritual, beautiful, best time to daven. Um, and <coughs> the problem is the alarm clock went off, and she couldn't go back to sleep again, and so she was tired the rest of the day. So they asked Revolti, and he laughed at them. And he said to the man, he said, it's also if you have Nates. Nates is a Hebrew mitzvah at best, even though it's the beginning of the Shulchan Aruch, but it's a Hebrew mitzvah. It's also Gezel Shade. You can't steal somebody else's sleep. Shalom Bayis, you can't do that. It's more that he had their priorities correct. How does anyone do Nates? Hmm? If their wife doesn't mind it, or she doesn't wake up from their earplugs. That's fine. Or she likes to wake up at the same time. Yeah. Or you wake up without a long Or she sleeps on the couch. There may be times, here's an important point. There may be times in the course of your married life when um, the conflict seems overwhelming and insurmountable. It may feel like you're near the end. It may feel, I, this is just, I never anticipated such a hardship. People come to that. Um, but you have to realize that um, familiarity dissipates the tension. Uh, I'm translating from the Hebrew. That's, that's how it is. When you get familiar with situations, things that once seemed insurmountable become manageable. Listen to this insight. You ever notice that there's a higher instance of suicide among youth? What's the shot? Young people have adult problems sometimes. They certainly have adult emotions. And sometimes you get to that feeling, and not just in marriage, but in life in general, that ah, I just can't cope. I, I can't do it. If life is going to be like this, I'm not capable. And so they just give up, and they, they, commit, they commit suicide. One of the things you find, and one of the reasons that in theory, at least, and certainly if you have Torah, you get a huge amount of wisdom, you get the guidance of our sages, is you realize that the pain doesn't necessarily go away. What changes is you do develop coping mechanisms, and what you discover, among other things, is life usually goes like this. The high highs, the ecstasy periods dissipate, the low lows, you, you, you weather those two, and what you see is that you'll get through this. And over time, wisdom brings you, age brings wisdom, hopefully, and, and you see this, and it's true in marriage as well, right? And people people manage to cope and manage to, the things that seem to be overwhelming, they can recede into the background to be like an annoying fly in the back of your ear, you know, kind of like a wave away, and it doesn't go away entirely, it comes back, but you don't mind it as much. Yeah, how about a couple quick rebalance and Shilas, and then we'll uh, do it. Somebody writes like this. This was interesting. My mother-in-law has been against our marriage. It's a different question. This is a woman writing. It's a different, a different, different Shaila. And has been verbally abusive to me. He spoke Lashon Hara to leaders of our community. Uh, and now his family, my husband's family, has a chasna. Uh, my husband and I agreed it's not wise for me to go. Mm. So she, this is another clearly it's a different different people. in-laws right we are in a dilemma about whether he should go to the wedding if I shouldn't go on the one hand it's his brother's wedding and perhaps it's too big of a statement not to go on the other hand we're a family and he was against uh, you know that if I can't it were a unit so if I can't go maybe my husband shouldn't go either what's the right thing to do he should, go. should not go she should go he yeah, should take a stand go. he should take a stand mother's saying be you should go for a little bit. <laughs> you, should, you should go for a little bit. Same as ultimately. Go for the couple and leave. She should go and he should. <laughs> um, it's rebalancing answers like this. Uh, these are not always. This is when rebalancing answers is not always the objectively true answer. But he has uh, he has fantastic human insights. He says like this. He says. First, the husband has to make it clear to his family that he expects his family to uh, to accept his wife and his loyalty is to, is to his wife. A. 
um, he says he has to say that he's upset about the Lashon Hara spoken against his wife and he, he won't allow in his, he, at least under his presence anybody to say anything against his wife um, and then he says not to attend a sibling's wedding is likely to start a war and you may never repair that breach uh, that may be a mistake so rebalance says I think he should go but make his feelings be clear and maybe like you say go to a chuppah and then leave she go because she, she says apparently the setup is, uh, you know, they just hate her. But she, so, so he said don't go? No, he said the husband should go after first making it clear that he's with his wife. So it's basically a compromised position. So the wife should, doesn't go with you That's what he's you know, The new wife, the person his brother is marrying, isn't she going to be a little fatigued? Uh, by the fact that his wife No, no, they don't want her there. They don't like her. She's not invited. No, no, right. Right, another question. Um, This is a longer one, but let me try to do the the choice bits. One of my close friends got married a few months ago. She says that he came from a more modern home and he became from an Eretz Israel. My friend is a very from girl. Um, And then, while in high school, she had a little bit of fun, nothing major, nothing against halacha, but she was involved in a bad crowd at one point and ended up doing something she regretted. Um, although she um, shared her experiences from high school with me many times, the friend writes, she never said a word to her husband about anything. We spoke about it. We did. So no, stay tuned. Um, Rebalancing interjects as a, like an ex- a correspondence. He says, I think that probably is a good idea. There's certain things that really shouldn't be shared even after marriage, confirming some of the things we talked about. Okay. Uh, she said her husband's extremely from now and has a hard time accepting a certain thing she did um, and did tell him about, including she went to Ben Yehuda Street. Um, yeah. 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 What's Ben Yehuda, Rabbi? Yeah. Once they were engaged, he started giving her problems about really minor issues. Um, she wore a certain denim type of skirt one day. It was sneas, no slits, no back pocket, but he told her that she shouldn't be wearing shir- skirts like that. Um, it was like a boy wearing jeans. Um, <laughs> Balancing points out, he says, that is um, consistent with the Hashkafic level in Israel. Jeans, uh, but not in America. In America, jeans are okay in Israel, and certain, in certain lot of wide circles, jeans are a problem. Another discussion. Jeans another time. Right. Um, and, so you saw that one start getting efficient. Yeah, okay. Now they're married. Now they're married. She, here's, here's the issue. She called me up once when he wasn't around to talk to me, and all she could talk about was this argument that they had the night before, and here was the argument. She had kept this journal. Uh, that she had throughout high school, seminary, and afterwards. One night, a little after they got married, she was reading it to herself, and he came over and asked what it was. She told him, and she said it was very private. Uh, He grabbed it out of her hands and started reading it. And he became furious, saying that if he had known that she'd done such things before they were married, he never would have married her. Maybe that's what they're supposed to know. Uh, Life is tough, huh? Right? I'm telling you. This has problems. Yeah, Rebalance has said she should have destroyed the journal. Yeah. Uh, or at least places somewhere where he would not, not have access. She's naive to have had it out like that. Uh, just imagine for a minute that you're married and you know that your husband had a journal that he kept. Wouldn't you be curious? Um, but his reaction was wrong, clearly. A husband has to treat his wife with respect at all times. Um, so that she ends the question. She says, um, he insisted that at that time she leave the co-ed college that she was in because there are boys around, um, and she doesn't know what to do. Right. Is this a Shana Rishon a typical problem or is something strange here? He seems very controlling. Yeah, Yeah, he's he's something controlling. Something's wrong with him. Something, I mean, you can see, you know, the crazy Balchuva kind of stereotype kind of a thing going on there. Yeah, Balchuva's Balchuva's great. You just have to be careful, you know, and you're married now. So, um, yeah, he said, try to find a time to talk to, the, to, to your friend in private and see what you can talk to her. It would be a great idea if you can get them to talk to a Rav. Um, if not that, maybe a former teacher or principal to give her some advice. Um, you know, somebody who has more experience, he needs to speak to somebody, clearly, to get some guidance about how to treat her. But uh, this one may not end well. Yeah, yeah. 
Okay. Um, let me let me tie up. I mean, there's a lot more you can say. Yeah. You know, now, you know, I'm already getting into Tailmod. Tailmod. Go go ahead and learn it. We have a I haven't talked about parenting and the marital dynamics of kids and all the rest of that. Is there a happier note that we can just leave out? Yeah. Should. We say it out of order. We say, Wouldn't it be more logical to have Maisim Tovim come out to Torah and before Chopah? What's Maisim Tovim? Good acts. Chesed, doing the right thing. So Balancer says... What? Well, we do that once you're another shot. What is, what is what I just said? Yeah. We say that as they come in, just like the child um, is now having circumcision, so too he should he should enter Torah, he should enter Chuppah, get married, in other words, and have good acts. And the question says, but shouldn't the good acts come first? Good acts to your wife? Good question. And to everybody, to the world, be a mensch first and then get married, which is kind of the point we made. We've made that point here many times. The balance says, I believe that some of the Bali Machshava, the Jewish thinkers, explain that a person who's not married, is really not a complete person. And therefore, his actions are not really complete actions. Right? Only when you're married will you have the real opportunity with the, with the challenge of marriage, but also with the hopefully the learning process that marriage should inevitably be, uh, that you will have full actions. Um, you should realize that when you approach this, with, uh, some of you came over to me kind of nervous and addled maybe by some of the things that this is bringing out. Obviously, this touches deep in a lot, in all of us. Can't help it. This is like life, and hopefully everybody's going to get married and have a good marriage. But um, a lot of this stuff, I, my argument is that, honestly, by doing all this, it should take a lot of weight off your shoulders. You know, this is if this is your attitude going in, minimal expectations, resolve to work very, very hard to strive to rise to the occasion, you actually vote very well. Certainly, you are you are in uh, the upper percentile of an upper percentile of the human, the human race when it comes to approaching marriage, as we've been talking about. Since they all have it backwards, Torah has it frontwards. And, you know, if we're starting the, the, the sugya uh, in, these, in these last seven days we've had together, or, the, or seven sessions we've had together on the, on the topic, um, you know, you'll take the sugya to the next levels. You'll focus on the areas that you need to work on. I, I'm going to reinforce this, too. You're in Eretz Yisrael for a period of time, hopefully a long time. But you're um, in Israel for a good period of time now. Work on yourself. It's a luxury that most of our ancestors would have plotted and be jealous that they had. You can come to Eretz Israel in Tyra at a young time in your life when your world's open in front of you. You can do anything you want with your life. Work on yourself. You got problems. You got hangups. You got bad midos. Now is this beautiful opportunity to take that to the next level. You get married, and you'll be you know you'll have challenges, and you'll rise to them, and you'll be a different person. So if you're insecure right now, you'll be more secure at that stage. Um, the the um, um, last point, I'm going to quote the Chidah. If you're L'shem Shemaim in everything that you do with your wife, she'll know it. Because women have been a, They'll intuit it. They'll see that you're, even if you make mistakes and you blow it, but you're trying with the best of intentions. So if you do that, she'll give you the benefit of the doubt when you blow it. And she'll see you well. And then the Chidah says like this. He says, he says, Talmid Chacham Kemish Kefi Mashimisnag Imakadish Baruchu Ken Ishto Misnehegesimo. A very deep idea. The way you treat Hashem, Hashem will reward you in kind with the way your wife treats you. So if something's wrong in marriage, it may be something more core that's messed up in your own abode as Hashem. Forget marriage. I'm talking about just as you are as a person in halacha. In, in Midos, in learning Torah, and that's reflecting, and that's a great way of a Kaddish Baruch who's slapping you on the wrist and saying, get your act together, which we're all working on. Okay, thank you for the, for the time. Uh,